Hello, this is Billy D, Cascade Hoops Talk. Join us on Twitter, Cascade Hoop Talk, and Facebook, Cascade Hoop Talk. Today we have head coach Brendan Rooney from Cal Maritime. Brendan has been instrumental in recruiting players to Cal Maritime during his tenure with the Keel Haulers. He was a team captain of St. Mary's at Stockton basketball team in his senior year. Brendan studied sports medicine at the University of the Pacific and became a doctor of physical therapy in 2013. He's been the head of opponent scouting, the lead recruiter for high school players, and the head of the strength and conditioning program in his time with Cal Maritime. I recently had the opportunity to see his team play. I enjoyed it immensely. They play very hard. They hustle on every possession, and they're very athletic. I think you'll enjoy our interview with Brendan Rudy, head coach at Cal Maritime. We'll begin in 30 seconds. Cascade Hoopstock, Billy D. Join us on Twitter, Cascade Hoop Talk, and Facebook, Cascade Hoop Talk. Today, we're happy to have Coach Brendan Rooney, Cal Maritime head coach. They play in the Cal Pack. Uh, welcome, Coach Rooney. Thanks for having me, Bill. I really appreciate uh, you having me on and, uh, and everything you're doing for, for NAIA basketball. Well, I appreciate that very much. Uh, we're going to talk about your team in a moment. I had the opportunity to watch them last weekend, and, and I'm really looking forward to talking about your team and your program. But first, I want to ask you about Cal Maritime Academy. Uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about it. Is it a state school, a military school, a private school? Can you take a moment and, and describe the academy? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. We, uh, we're unique. Uh, so we, we are a state school, but there's a little bit of an academy aspect to it. Now, you, wear, you do wear a uniform, uh, but there's no you know, military service that you have to go through. There's no boot camp. Uh, nothing like that, uh, but we're we're really fortunate. I mean, we we have a 97% job placement rate last year. The the average income of our graduates 10 years down the road is number one uh, above Stanford in the state of California. So uh, it's a it's a big time academic institution. Having that as far as a draw, it it takes the uh, a special type of young man to decide to come to us uh, and seeing kind of the the foresight of not just a four year plan but a 40 year plan. Uh, to be able to see that they're going to be able to provide for their family, uh, you know, long down the road. We always, we always tell our guys, I said, uh, money doesn't buy happiness, but, but no one's frowning on a jet ski either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so being able to have a school that uh, we want to compete at a high level uh, on the, you know, in conference championships and the national level, but also we want to make sure that our guys are in situations to be successful when they graduate. Uh, and with my family having been around, uh, the Cal Maritime program going on 13 years. Uh, it's pretty cool to see uh, everything we talk about. It's not just, hey, this could happen. You could get a job here. Uh, we're using guys' names. You know, we're talking about Levi Strandberg. We're talking about Travis Arenas. Talking about Eddie Williams. Uh, guys that have come before uh, our current guys and are coming back at our job fair. Uh, they're coming back trying to get 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 guys internships. Uh, those sorts of things. So it's it's been really really cool to see kind of the proof in the pudding when it comes to that. Well, yeah, that's good to hear. And, uh, you know, and to, especially in uh, today's workforce, I mean, the more skilled, the more uh, technical, it really helps kids down the road. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, at our, our spring job fair, uh, they had to move it to the to our gym, which I wasn't uh, too thrilled about because it meant <laughs> we had 515 practice. But uh, it was 87 companies and they were lined uh, wall to wall. So. Uh, to to ha- have our guys have that opportunity uh, for it to come to them as opposed to them having to seek it out, uh, I think is really unique and, you know, goes to our job placement rate, uh, like I said. 
Well, absolutely. And then, uh, especially for people who aren't on the West Coast, I mean, it, Cal Maritime was literally threatened by the fire. The stories I read were that the cadets manned hoses and they were instrumental in stopping the fire at the at the campus edge. Can can you talk a little bit about that, how it's affected your program and what is the status now at the school? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been wild, uh, you know, to say the least and for lack of a better term. Uh, so Saturday, uh, the, the 26th of October, uh, we were told that uh, all the power is being cut. So we had a game canceled. Um, and then 9 a.m. Sunday morning, uh, the fire uh, had jumped the freeway. And so it was it was on our campus. So there was an immediate evacuation of all students and all personnel um, to get off campus as soon as possible. And it was it was literally on our campus. It was we we were right on the water in the Bay Area. And the fire was so high uh, that it jumped the bridge that we were basically adjacent to. So um, it was it was rearing its ugly head, and we had uh, we had some marine transportation and mechanical engineer students uh, that were on the ship that we have, which is uh, uh, we, we're considered a port of entry for the United States of America. So it's a government ship, um, and they had just taken a a firefighting class, ironically. Uh, mm-hmm. the weekend before and two weekends before. Uh, so they were uh, put to the ultimate practical test uh, of helping put the fire out. Um, so it, it took quite a while. Um, they did get it out. It, it burned one of our, our physical plant uh, buildings, um, multiple boats, uh, some of the students' cars. Uh, but the best part is, is no one was injured. Uh, two firefighters uh, had minor injuries. Uh, but everyone was safe. Our, our campus and our campus leadership did a phenomenal job of uh, getting everyone off campus, getting people housing, getting people food. Uh, and I think in times like that, you, you find out a lot about uh, your community. You know, when adversity hits, uh, what does everyone do? And, and our community totally rallied around uh, and made sure everyone was accounted for and, and not just accounted for, but taken care of, uh, which was huge. So it was it was really, really cool to see uh, everyone get around that. Uh, it did result in us being off uh, for a week and a half. So we, we actually just went back to school uh, yesterday, Wednesday, uh, November 6th. Uh, so quite a bit of time off um, for our basketball program. Uh, it meant uh, finding housing for guys, um, mm-hmm. picking up guys, dropping guys off. Uh, you know, we were supposed to play that Saturday. So we didn't play that Saturday, uh, didn't have anything Sunday, didn't have anything Monday. We we're supposed to play a game on Tuesday at home. Uh, that obviously wasn't possible because the fires were still going on. Uh, and we have a we have a beautiful scenery with a ton of eucalyptic trees, uh, but those are kind of fire sticks. Uh, so that was going on. So we were fortunate enough. William Jessup University uh, offered to host our game against New Hope Christian. Uh, so we, we had no practice. Um, we were fortunate enough to do a shoot around at Delta College in Stockton. And then we played that game on uh, Tuesday uh, and then couldn't practice anywhere Wednesday because didn't have transportation for anyone outside of our personal cars. Um, we weren't allowed to drive anywhere. And so we practiced Thursday at Napa Valley Community College and then uh, Oregon Tech, uh, who's a heck of a program, which you're very familiar with, Bill, mm-hmm. uh, put us up two nights up in Klamath Falls. So we were able to practice uh, Friday and Saturday up there. And then the home game that we were we were amped up for and ended up being an away game at Oregon Tech on Sunday, uh, but you know couldn't couldn't thank 
coach Justin Parnell enough for their hospitality uh, and, you know, and lending us a hand kind of in our time of need. So be able to get that game in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a whirlwind. Um, but, you know, like we told our guys, uh, what we're dealing with is very, very minor. Uh, they're simple inconveniences. Uh, so many people are losing uh, much, much more than we are time in practice. So uh, we just try to tell the guys to, to value the time we have um, and the time we haven't, uh, there's nothing we can do about. Um, so it's been, it's been really, really good uh, the last two days to be able to get a sense of normalcy uh, going again. The campus looks a lot different um, because you can, you can see as soon as you're on campus, you can see everything that burned. Um, and so it changes the, uh, the aesthetics a little bit. And, uh, you know, obviously loss of some buildings. Uh, but the fact that everyone was able to get out, everyone was safe, uh, and everyone rallied around, uh, you know, traumatic experience, um, we're just glad everyone got out. Well, it's really great to hear that you're back to a, a level of normalcy. I know every everybody on the West Coast was concerned about both the school and as well as your basketball program. Of course, William Jessup reached out to you. You said Oregon Tech reached out to you. Your team will definitely provide some sense of family of a very good basketball team I know you're going to win a lot of games this year but we'll talk about that in a minute because first I want to ask you you're a third year coach at a school that you mentioned you've been around for a number of years you and your family and now you're the head coach there uh, well that's a heck of a journey can you can you just talk about how you ended up where you are today yeah it uh, you know like any path it's it's not necessarily straight um I'm the youngest of, of four boys, and so my uh, second oldest brother, Brian, uh, is the head coach at Cal State East Bay right now, um, and so he took the job at Cal Maritime uh, when I was going into my freshman year of college. Um, so I played high school basketball and football at St. Mary's in Stockton, uh, really good programs uh, as far as a part of a really good uh, high school basketball team that actually lost in the state championship uh, to James Harden. Um, was a better football player than basketball player, uh, and, and all my teammates will attest to that. Uh, played a little bit of football on the basketball floor. Um, <laughs> so as soon as my brother got the job, uh, you know, I as we wanted to make sure that uh, we were doing everything we could, just kind of how we are as a family. So <clears throat> I uh, was a freshman at University of Pacific, and I was I was helping out with the women's team, just being like a practice player, uh, trying to get my my fix, so to speak, mm -hmm. um, and. They were playing Fresno Pacific, so, uh, you know, and a Friday night, it wasn't doing normal college things. It was going to get a live scout because we've got to have some play calls and be able to execute a uh, scouting report. Uh, so he gave me the opportunity uh, to kind of be involved uh, from the get-go, kind of as an 18-year-old, uh, not knowing very much. Um, and so always kind of immersed within the program uh, due to his generosity um, and just being a great big brother uh, from the get-go. So uh, I did my, my four years of undergrad at UOP and was kind of involved in the program in kind of a live scouting uh, uh, position. Uh, and then I, I got my doctorate in uh, physical therapy uh, from the University of Pacific as well, uh, an accelerated program. Uh, and it was fortunate enough to work with uh, Lynn Roberts and Bradley Davis at the University of Pacific, uh, the women's program, uh, with their scouts uh, and being able to do some of the practice with them. Uh, and then I uh, started my career as a physical therapist. Uh, and so I uh, had a, a clinic job, which, you know, I thought I always wanted to do kind of orthopedic and, um, you know, sports related. 
but it, the part that I didn't like is it didn't allow me to do as many live scouts or get into recruiting. Uh, so I, I changed jobs in physical therapy. And so I would basically do uh, my physical therapy job eight to 12 and then drive over and, and be my brother's assistant uh, for practice and workouts after that. So I did that for uh, three years and it was, it was awesome. Uh, if you follow uh, East Bay, you'll see they've had uh, quite a bit of success since he's taken over. Uh, he's a phenomenal coach and even a better person. Uh, so I, I was doing that. And then uh, in September, um, going into his what would have been 11th year at Cal Maritime, uh, he got the job at East Bay. And I was presented with the opportunity uh, to take over as the, the interim uh, head coach uh, from our athletic director, Mark Christopher, uh, who's a, a great a great athletic director um, and, you know, weighed it quite a bit. The connection I had with the players uh, that we had recruited and brought in uh, was huge. Uh, and I wanted to stay on uh, with those guys and for those guys. And, uh, and I'm a bit of an addict when it comes to uh, the competition. And that's kind of what happened is uh, my brother Brian and I joke that we're kind of addicted to, to, to trying to win and trying to compete. Um, and basketball is, is our drug. Uh, that's kind of what happened. Uh, hit the ground running with it. You know, as an assistant, I had all the answers, and I moved over 12 to 18 inches, and I had all the questions, but it was it was awesome. I'll, I will forever be indebted to that senior group uh, that rode the roller coaster with me. From there, I uh, had the interim tag lifted uh, after we had a pretty good start to the year, uh, and now we're, we're going into our third year with a, a group we're really excited about. And I get to wake up every day and coach basketball, so it doesn't really feel like I have a job. Well, you're my kind of guy. You you weren't going to let your work get in the way of uh, basketball. No, not or, a, not at all. Something at you all. something you went by fairly quick. I just want to make sure anybody listening caught that. You have a doctorate in physical therapy. Yeah, yeah. I, I always joke. I I always joke. I've had refs ask me if they should call me doctor, and I I tell them no because if someone has a heart attack or or anything like that, you still have to call 911. So <laughs> I do, but it's, it, yeah, you still got to find someone more qualified uh, than I am. Well, you should still be very proud. That's that's a heck of an accomplishment regardless. I appreciate it. So you've been around basketball quite a while. You've had a chance to watch different people, your brother, I'm sure a lot of other coaches. You've live scouted. And so I'm sure you've built a basketball philosophy Tell us what a what that basketball philosophy is. Try to describe it, and then how does that translate in how you build a team? I think simply we want to play play the game the right way, um, and you know that can kind of be a cliche answer, um, but we want to defend, we want to defend at a high level, um, and we want to be a great teammate. And and sometimes that is making the extra pass, sometimes that's taking a charge, sometimes that's standing up in the bench when a guy comes off. Uh, but our philosophy is. You just want to be a good person, not because uh, there's anything that's going to be a reward for that, but because it's the right thing to do. Um, and, you know, I hope, you know, when people see us play, uh, that's what they see. I uh, see guys that are playing for each other, with each other. Um, and, you know, we tell our guys, I spend so much time with our group. You know, we had 95 some odd practices last year. I don't, I don't want to be around knuckleheads. I don't want to have to be around guys if we're in an airport. Uh, and an, an older woman needs to sit down that our guys aren't standing up and giving that seat up or have to worry about guys cursing or not opening a door. Um, you know, we want to, we want to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Uh, so that's kind of our philosophy when it comes to the type of people we have, but also the way we play the game. You know, we want to step up 
and take charges. We want it. That ball hits the ground. We want to go for it. Uh, and if we have a good one, we want to make that pass to get to the great one. How does this Cal Maritime look different than Brian Rooney's Cal Maritime team, your brother? I think, I think there's a lot of similarities. I think, you know, we're just different. We're different people. So having our own different kind of spins on it with, you know, relationship with the guys, um, you know, how we'll have certain meetings, uh, not right, wrong, or indifferent, um, just kind of how we are as people. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, we we agreed quite a bit um, on what we ran, um, on how we did things, uh, body language, those sorts of things. So uh, the standard uh, didn't necessarily change, um, and that I'm glad for. Uh, and having having people that were there when I was an assistant uh, my first two years, and then the head coach, you know, they understand that, like what we'll tolerate and what we won't. Um, so I think when you look at it from that standpoint uh, and having the family atmosphere, uh, I don't think much has changed when it's come to that. Uh, we'll run some different stuff offensively from time to time, uh, different wrinkles. Um but for the most part, uh, he was so great in allowing me uh, to say what I saw, um, you know, to interject uh, when we would have our meetings. Um, so uh, I think it's just, you know, different nuances or different tweaks. But for the most part, it's the same uh, standard. So you must be going to his house for Thanksgiving this year. Because he's, he's you wouldn't give anything up there. <laughs> He's supposed to be coming to mine, so we'll see. But, I, you know, I tell people, I say, we talk. Uh, we have a, a commute. So uh, he should live where I live, and I should live where he lives. Um, but we both have an hour-plus commute every morning, so uh, we get at least about 45 minutes on the phones. So we think of a new tweak for a for an out-of-timeout or a, a way to guard a ball screen or uh, something like that. Um, that's being shared, and then that's probably being – tried out in that practice and then you know come 7 7 30 we're uh, we're saying how it went so it's uh no it's it's a relationship uh, with all my brothers uh, but especially brian that i'm extremely extremely fortunate to have well well that's nice you get to talk to him in the morning but really what you need to tell him is listen to cascade hoops talk on his way to work that's what 100%. you should be telling him 100 <laughs> percent. well what do you think i fill my my last 25 to 35 minutes with? <laughs> you're a good man brendan <laughs> i appreciate it Okay, so last season, you and I talked about this before, uh, not to rehash it, but you had a you had a gut wrenching February. You were seven and two in Cal Pack, and then uh, you lost five games in February to end the season. The question I have is, you know, what? How did you regroup? The team came back this year. How did you regroup the team so that that thought or that sting didn't hang over into this season? I think kind of what we told the guys is that, you know, the difference between winning and losing is so small. You know, you look at last year, we're on a seven-game winning streak, playing for first place at our place, uh, and then we hit that spell you talk about and, you know, had some guys not be healthy and all that sort of stuff. But when when it all said and done, people just look at what happened. They don't look at the circumstances. Um, so I think guys came back energized uh, to want to leave a mark a certain way and feeling like, we weren't we weren't as far off as it appeared um, with our finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Antelope Valley, really good program, really good team. You know, at our place, it's a four point game with forty seven seconds to go. Uh, so you feel like you're right on the cusp of it, but like we said, that line is very small, and we ended up on the wrong side of it. So I think returning the the seniors we did with a mindset of you know we just have to do whatever we have to do to get it done. So whatever it takes, it takes. Uh, if that means making the extra passes, that mean 
not taking as many shots. Does that mean taking shots? Uh, whatever it is, uh, that's what we need. And, and so that's been really refreshing uh, to have kind of in that group coming back. So we added a few pieces, uh, but we felt like we had some substantial pieces in place uh, to have this season end the way we want. So let's talk about this year's team. And before we before we go through the players, I had the opportunity to see your team play. And just for the listeners, uh, you know, Brendan did describe a team that hustles, hits the floor, uh, works every possession. That's definitely the type type of team that this is. But you're also very athletic, very quick, cause a lot of havoc on the defensive end. Let's talk about some of your players. Uh, to me, and then coach, correct me, but it, see, it seems like your offense really goes through two guys, two key guys, Xavier Lucero and yep. Ben Borja. Yeah, Xavier's been really good for us this year. He's he's a first-team all-conference guy both his first two years. Uh, was freshman of the year in the conference. Uh, and the big thing with him is he's taking a leadership role this year. And like we've talked to him, he's totally unpacked his bags. So that, that's been really cool to see. I mean, for him to uh, help us compete against Oregon Tech, uh, you know, he had 30 points, you know, was 11 for 14 from the field. You know, his his potential is really, really high. And I, I really believe his best basketball is ahead of him. You know, and I think um, I'm biased, but I, I think he's an All-American level player. I really do. Um, and then Ben Borja. Uh, he's a big fellow for us, a lefty. When he's, when he's going, we feel really good about our team. Uh, he's a guy who can score one-on-one in the post, uh, can stretch the floor, had the opportunity. He's he's actually from Guam. He won two gold medals uh, this summer. Uh, so having those two guys feel like they can match up pretty well with anyone who will who will play this year. Uh, and then, you know, kind of our, our third big-time scorer, uh, Josh Hauser, who's first-team all-conference guy for us last year. Um, had a couple go in and out against Oregon Tech, which, you know, looking back, you know, we have a seven-point lead in the first half. That seven can go to ten. Uh, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Uh, there's there's a reason they're the number two team in the country. They showed us that uh, pretty quick. Uh, but he, he's going to be a really good player for us. Plays both the, a point guard and off guard. Scores really well. Uh, will be a thousand-point scorer by it's all said and done. Second one in school history. Um, so I think those three guys really lead us. Uh, but have a great group of, of six uh, core seniors that uh, just understand the little stuff, the diving on loose balls, the guy falls down sprinting to pick him up, you know, those things which hopefully, Bill, you saw in that game, whether, mm-hmm. you know, we were down 15 or up five. Uh, we want that to be just who we are, not who we are based on how the game is going. You know, I'm going to go back to Lucero and Borja just for a minute, but what one thing that impressed me about Lucero, he's very long and he's quick, and he just gives up his body going. He pulled out some rebounds that he had no way no way to get. He just got in there and got him. Uh, also going for loose balls, he's very quick. He's man, he's a good athlete. Yeah, he's he's uh, he just like if you boil it down, he just competes. One of those things, and Coach Barnell and I were talking about this in regards to Mitchell Fink, and as far as not highly recruited out of high school and you wonder why uh, but you're not going to ask anyone else because you're just glad he's on your team he just he does all the little things he he gets rebounds but he tips so many balls just keeps them alive really long it's kind of you know six six uh maybe six six and a half um, but can can shoot threes can finish the mid-range uh has a you know the ability to to take bigger guys off the dribble and shoot over little guys uh, so I think his versatility is something that will be huge for us. Um, and, and I think he has a, a long career ahead of him. And then just one more on uh, Borja. He has the eight-foot kind of, not turnaround, kind of a semi-hook shot with that left hand that is just so smooth and just 
boy, he's so accurate with that. Uh, he's very effective in the middle. Yeah, and you know we're very fortunate. Uh, one of my assistants, uh, Coach Jim Hom, is awesome with our big guys. He was a Division One assistant at Hawaii, uh, Division One assistant at Idaho. He's worked with Prolific Prep, which is a big time prep school out in Napa, uh, and he works with our big guys and uh, seeing our big guys from when they come in to when they leave. Uh, it's night and day, and I can take no credit for it. He does a great job with them. He's done a great job with Ben, you know, giving him different moves, different footwork. Uh, and yeah, when he's, when he's going uh, and has that hook going like he did in the first half, uh, he's a really tough matchup because he's six, seven, six, eight, but uh, you know, similar to Xavier is much longer than he is tall. Uh, so his ability to kind of affect the game that way. Um, and you know, the key for us is, is consistency. Uh, like, like anyone uh, this time of year, the, uh, the more consistent those two guys can be, uh, which we have a firm belief in, uh, the better we will be as a as a team. Uh, I want to ask you about the. I didn't talk to you about this before, so I don't want to catch you off guard. But the no the Cal Pack is a good conference. Uh, Antelope Valley last year was a whale of a team. Uh, they couldn't they couldn't seem to get any votes. Uh, they played just a murderous preseason. Uh, the Raiders, I don't think the Raiders, I don't believe must have looked must not have looked at their schedule and why it was. Uh, their one loss record was so bad because they played a number of uh, top tier schools, uh, but they just seemed they couldn't get rated. And then the Cal Pack only gets uh, one bid. What's it going to take for the the Cal Pack to get the respect that they deserve? Yeah, no, I think I think it's a great question. I mean, you look at it not last year, but I think the year before, uh, the team that finished sixth in our conference uh, beat Northern Arizona, a Big Sky school. Kind of puts it in perspective, you know, where the Cal Pack is. You know, since since we've added Embry Riddle, uh, Benedictine, uh, Antelope Valley, Merced's gotten much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a dogfight every league game, and I think part of it is, you know, we've talked about it as a conference, like you have to do well at the national tournament, you know, because there are very few games that you can get kind of conference crossovers. You know, we're in, when we're in the West, uh, we have the GSAC and we have the Cascade. So I think outside of that, you know, we may get a crossroads team out here. We may get a GPAC team out here. Yeah. Um, but back, you know, back when Brian and I used to do the ratings, you know, it was really hard, you know, even when we had some of our better teams, uh, when we went to the sweet 16 twice, uh, you know, it's hard because there aren't as many common opponents. Antelope Valley played, played masters yesterday without their best player masters is you know top five. Oh, they're a great team yeah they're good mm-hmm. like they're really really good i i firmly believe there are multiple teams that can win games in the national tournament but i think in, until uh we do that on a regular basis as a conference you know people are going to continue to doubt that uh it's been good to see the conference grow kind mm-hmm. of in the competitive nature of it there are no off nights that's both challenging and exciting because mm-hmm. um, you that's what you should want as a competitor is, is have the opportunity to win uh, every night that you step on the floor, but you don't want it to be a shoe in either. Um, so the, the Cal Pack is, I think, as good as it's ever been, which makes makes our job a lot harder, but also makes it exciting. I thought you talked about doing well at the national tournament. A couple of us kept talking during the year that because uh, we knew how good Antelope Valley was, and we kept saying, well, Antelope Valley is going to go to the tournament and surprise people. Uh, yeah. Because nobody's going to think they're any good, right? Because they're not rated. They're going to go into a first-round game, a second-round game, thinking that they have a cakewalk. And what does Antelope yeah. Valley get in the first round? The only team in the nation that they've already played that already knows how good they are. Uh, so well, in, in that game, too, I mean, I don't know if you're there, but I watched it on film, so I know not as well. But 
I mean, that game could have gone either way last year in Klamath Falls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, if he you know, if so, Dray- Drayton missed a f- two free throws at the end of the game, absolutely. Yeah, not. you know, after after a turnover in full court press, and I thought previously that you couldn't be matched up with someone you had played during the year, but I mean that for for Antelope Valley, I agree with you. I think they're matched up with anyone else. You know, they're in the Sweet Sixteen or Elite Eight just because uh, they had one of the best big men in the country an elite shooter in Hayden Hall, you know, had everything kind of accounted for. So, um, but yeah, you know, I yeah. think it's just, and that, you know, just as well as I, the national tournament is a hundred percent about matchups. I thought it just, uh, I, I just don't know how it could have gone worse for Antelope Valley because uh, they were, they were completely set up for success because nobody was going to take them serious. I know they weren't. And then they get, they get matched with the one team that had already played them and knew exactly what to expect. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, that aside, it's uh, I think the Cal Pack is definitely much much stronger. Just like all the NAI conferences, you know, the NAI ball is just getting stronger and stronger. There's so many more kids, and you know, there's not as many scholarships, and you know, the level of competition is is just really increased. So you yeah, talked I about the you talked about those two guys, uh, Lucero and Bora being the key. Their consistency. What other keys for you to compete in that that tough Cal Pack? I think de- defending, you know, I think that's uh, that's the big thing is like sometimes shots are going to fall, sometimes they aren't. Um, but we feel like if we can defend and, and get to our transition game, uh, then we allow ourselves to be in any game, whether shots are falling or not. Uh, so that's that's obviously been, you know, the the focus through our our first thirty seven practices um, is is defend. You know, is keep the guy in front of you, rotate, uh, fly around you know, have a passion to you um, because that's what you can control and just worry about what you can control and everything else will, um, you know, will figure itself out. So I think that's, that's gotta be the big key for us uh, sitting down in garden um, and then just getting to getting to the shot portion of our shot right now. We're, we're just turning the ball over too much and we feel like uh, we have guys that are, are good uh, shooters and good finishers. Uh, if we can get to the shot portion every time. So that's, that's been our focus offensively. Well, we certainly wish you luck in the Cal Pack. It's going to be a really exciting year. All the fans there in California, if you live anywhere near a Cal Pack school, you got to get out and watch these games because this is extremely good basketball. Uh, Brendan, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate your kind words. Thank you very much for uh, join, joining me today. Bill, I can't, I can't uh, thank you enough. I'm a certified and self-proclaimed NAI nerd, so I, I soak this up and I love all of it. So, um, I thank you so much for all you're doing, and I know I speak on behalf of a lot of people uh, that we tune in uh, every time there's a new episode to see what's coming out. Well, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. That's Brendan Rooney. He's the head coach at Cal Maritime, uh, playing the Cal Pack. Thank you very much, Brendan. Thanks, Bill.